You're listening to Art Affairs, episode 18. Today I'll be talking to Hellas Wynn. So my name's Michael Faith, and this is Art Affairs. If this is your first time listening, Art Affairs is meant to give you a look at and into the new contemporary art community, featuring conversations with artists, gallerists, curators, printmakers, shining a spotlight on the human side of the wonderful work they do. You can dig through previous episodes, complete with show notes, at artaffairspodcast.com, and you can check out new episodes on all your favorite podcast platforms. Of course, if you like what I'm doing here, be sure to subscribe. And you can always connect with the show on Instagram and Facebook at Art Affairs Podcast. On Twitter, it's at art underscore affairs. All right, so today's guest is painter Hellas Wen. Hellas is probably most well-known for the paintings she creates about women, and mostly featuring moments of intimacy. Her work explores the interior, uh, exposing her own inner feelings and emotions. We talk about this use of intimacy and sexuality in her work on the show. Uh, We also talk about her move from China to San Francisco as a teenager, her recent experiences creating large-scale works, and a whole lot more. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Hellas Wynn. Welcome to the show. It's so good to have you on. Thank you for having me. All right. So let's talk a little bit about uh, your background. And I think it's interesting. Uh, you originally grew up and uh, you were raised in uh, Shenzhen, China, which from what I understand is a city that's fairly modern, but it borders Hong Kong. Yes. Uh, it's broken up into several districts, right? So each having their own sort of character. What was the area that you grew up uh, in? Uh, so I Shenzhen started around... 79, 80. So when I grew up in uh, Shenzhen, it's fairly still not as modern as right now. So I grew up in a district that really close to the Hong Kong border. Okay. And was that mostly, it was, it was pretty like a dense, like city environment, right? It's very city environment. And we're so close to Hong Kong. Our uh, stereo light signal would pick up the Hong Kong TV instead of we watch instead of Chinese TV so we can watch some news that little <laughs> sometime they don't allow to play in the China. That's what I remember the most. Did you visit Hong Kong and like other parts of China much when you were a kid? Uh I went to Beijing when I was a kid and some other places. Yeah. But Hong Kong first time I uh, went to Hong Kong was uh when I about to move to America. I have to uh, go to Hong Kong to take the plane. To the, take the airplane to come to San Francisco. Okay. And what kind of works did your parents do while you were growing up? Uh, they were doctors. Okay. Yeah. So, so no, like, and, and from what I understand, you're an only child. So you didn't really have any, like, artists in your immediate family, did you? No. Not I can think of. Not at all. So how did you become interested in, in art? Like, what gave you the, that, that curiosity? Um, okay. So I, I grew up in an environment that doesn't have much in a neighborhood sense so you kind of just lock lock up in your apartment um that's why i read a lot when i grow up like i read a lot of like children's book and i start to copy them um yeah i don't really get out to play so much all i do is just uh copy drawing and then when i got a little older my my mom would send me to art classes well, that's cool so they were they were pretty supportive of your interest in in art yeah they think it's interest <laughs> They didn't think that is a Korean path. <laughs> if <laughs> so they that, knew, they probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> they wouldn't have encouraged as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you mentioned getting on a plane and going, you know, from Hong Kong to go to the U.S. So, and mm-hmm. I think it was 1999. You were around the age of 14. Yes. Uh, you moved to San Francisco. What prompted that move? And was that like your whole family, or was it just you? So my uh, my grandparent moved. Uh, so my family moved here since 50s. Mm. 
Um, and then slow, slowly, slowly, you, that's you call chain migration, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and my grandparents are were already here, and my aunts and my uncles, and then yeah, you know, we've been waiting for a long time. It's our turn, and we came here in '99 with my parents. Yeah. Okay, and and your parents were still working as doctors just now in San Francisco. No, they retired a long time ago. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah. And was that a difficult transition for you? Just, you know, moving in basically a complete cultural shift from, you know, the Chinese culture where you grew up to, you know, very Americanized city in San Francisco. Um, it, 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 it was, yeah. I, I didn't notice how hard it was for me as a teenager, but like now I look back, it must be a huge impact on me. But I also have to say San Francisco is not an Americanized city. <laughs> <laughs> Now I have to see another city in America. San Francisco is one of a kind. Okay, so that that unique environment, I guess, made it a little bit easier for you. Mm -hmm. Were you learning English at the same time as you were adjusting to a complete different culture? Uh, yes. <laughs> but um, I wasn't completely into schoolwork because my parents at the time still like flying back and forth. I'm pretty much by myself here. Um. So it's really, it was hard to focus and I didn't really know like the whole school system. And then I don't know what I'm studying for. Does that make sense? Like, I don't really have like a clear idea. Like your direction, you, you didn't have a well-defined yeah. direction. Mm -hmm. So yeah. at that age, that must have put you like right before high school. So w when you moved to San Francisco, did you start attending like the public school system and going to like high school? Uh, so back then was a really interesting thing. It's called a transitional school. Um, they put me into that transitional school. The school actually called Newcomer High School. It's not very <laughs> subtle at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad they take that out. It's, it's very stupid. Um, it was, it's a official high school, but, uh, everybody that went to the school, um, were, Newcomer, new immigrants. So nobody really speak the English. Nobody has any direction. No one thinking about SAT or going to college or anything like that. So it's not really good uh, environment. Do you think? Do you think that was better or worse? Do you think it was? Because I, mean, I can understand the the like the mentality behind it. Mm -hmm. Like they want to ease, ease your transition as much as possible. But do you think it sheltered you too much and maybe kept you out of stuff that you had to be exposed to later? Yeah, absolutely. Like first of all. We don't we don't study the same thing as um I I started as a ninth grade but uh for my understanding we study a completely different thing than the regular ninth grade um something like way simpler so after when I transitioned to regular high school it, uh, I had really hard time in catching up. So what point did that happen? Was that like midway through like your junior senior year? Uh, in a sophomore, yeah, I tra uh, I tra I transitioned to regular school. And had you I had your interest in art graduated to become a interest in that as a career uh, in the high school period or had you did that come later i guess yeah i i actually stopped doing any art and when i came to america i didn't go to any art classes um yeah mostly because i don't really have a direction and i always thought oh i sh if i want to be artist i should have like super formal um, training since a little, just like athlete, but I did not have that. I only have like a class for hobby, you know? So I was thinking maybe just go to college, get some degree, I don't know, business. <laughs> so when did that change? When did that, because you went to the Academy of Art in, in San Francisco. So at what point did it shift from that, that just pure like hobby to a career interest? So I, first I went to SF State for a year. Mm. And it's a pretty good college in, in the city, but I just not feeling like I'm doing anything. You know, I'm not, I didn't get really interested at those class, like a GE class. And, and I feel like, why don't I just go to art school and, you know, do something I always want to do? Yeah. Yeah. And so were your parents still supportive <laughs> of that decision? I, I <laughs> I I I think so because it's a school. You get a you get a degree. <laughs> <laughs> like, did they have other ambitions for you or something, and and mm. you just diverged from that? At that point, they can t tell that that's what I want to do. Yeah, 
And we, and again, since there's no artist in our family, we didn't, we also do not know what's the career path for artists. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't have a playbook to, to, to go by. <laughs> yeah. They probably think, oh, maybe I, I can find a job as an artist painting in a big company. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> so you ended up going to the Academy of Art, uh, and your main focus ended up being illustration. Was it always illustration? Did you go in with the, the, the desire to, to pursue a career in illustration? Yes, I, I want to do. Uh, so when I went to the tuition for the art school, I saw like a illustration book that one of my teacher made. He become one of my teacher later on. And I look at it, I'm like, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to do a children's book as the one that I read when I grow up. That's all I want to do, children's book. And, and was that because you basically your entire interest in art started with children's books? Was that the reasoning? Yeah. Okay. And I, I read a lot too. I, I love literature. So I think, oh, that'd be great. One day I can write my own book and I do my own children's book. Well, I mean, it almost becomes this kind of like you're a Burroughs, like infinite cycle where you're making the children's book that the next generation is going to copy from and become an artist. Yeah. But look at, if you look at right now, who's going to read and who's going to copy right. children's book. And they become the next generation of, of Hellas Wens. So. Maybe. <laughs> So what kind of mediums were you working in while you were you know, focusing on illustration? So all the art training that I had before, as I said, is not official. So I would do a lot of like a pen and ink, a pencil, and I do calligraphy, like Chinese watercolor. But when you get into academy, it's all about like gouache and start to painting oil for the first time. That was a big, uh, pretty different, difficult for me. Yeah. Okay, and and so you mentioned Chinese calligraphy. I wanted to ask you about that because, uh, from what I read, it was around two thousand seven. I think you went back to China to learn Chinese watercolor and calligraphy. Yeah. Um. You know, tell me about that experience. What made you want to learn these techniques? Was it to sort of like reconnect with your cultural heritage, or was there something else driving that? Um. So I was starting to working as a professional artist two thousand nine two thousand ten. And as I keep uh working to find my style, because I, I think my style pretty much changed with me, changed with my personal interests. So after like long period of time that love with the Western art, I feel like what, what is me is still based on the West, uh, the Eastern like line based work. So I um I really want to go back to learn how um. How do I do it better to find a more like uh, authentic voice and and also in uh now in like the um China market, uh calligraphy is popular too and they really develop to like a lot of contemporary way and I'm I really interested in it. So Okay. Very cool. And and you also um like you said, that was really the first ex- time you had exposure to or Western styles as well. So it was sort of like you were you were learning both Eastern styles and Western styles at the at the same time. Yeah. Um, what you know, I guess was that uh, were those Western techniques very very different from what you had experienced and seen in in China? Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. From from the concept, from the technique, from uh, the idea of represent art, it's very different. But when you go deep down to it, you know, it's just a tool, right? And I don't know. I feel like nowadays everything just blend in together. If you learn different thing, you, you eventually find a way to connect them all together and make it your your unique voice. Okay. So in 2009, that's when you graduated. You got your BA in illustration. Um, do you feel that the time that you spent there was valuable? Like, did it help you grow in the ways that that you needed? I um. Okay, let us put it that way. I really, really appreciate. My teacher, I had the best teacher in the, um, they teach me so much, um, at school. But <laughs> first of all, the art school didn't prepare us much for the, um, the real market. So I think basically illustration wasn't never like what before, like golden era, uh, illustration time. At the time that I graduate, it's very transitional, right? Like the the printing printing thing is dying down, and my teacher 
even though they have a great skill, they kind of have the mindset of the older business time. So they didn't really know how to prepare us for the transitional time to be illustrator. Okay. So some of the things that they were teaching you weren't really relevant anymore, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, I was still like going to Kinko's, bring out like portfolio, try to send to art, art director at the time. It was so like, no one look at it. Yeah. It's just not very, very relevant. Right on. So, so once you graduated, um, did you immediately go into working for uh, children's illustrations? I did uh, seven books, but uh, they're all digital and not printed out as I wanted. Um, but it was it was a good practice um, because because in illustration they have really uh, tight deadline, and that kind of gave me to know that hmm, maybe that's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, what was the nature of that work? Were you collaborating directly with an author, or was the publisher like giving you assignments? Like, how did that all work? Yeah, the publisher gave me assignment. Okay. Yeah, they just give me like a、uh, the script, so I had to do an illustration. So you didn't have any kind of connection with the authors in any way. No, it's not very uh co- like a complex story. When a story is about potty training, <laughs> 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 so it's not not a really deep. Was it heavily like? Was it heavily art art directed? Like, were they telling you exactly what they wanted from you, or were they giving you some creative freedom at least? Uh, yeah, some creative freedom, but they're not really looking for like something super like that perspective and inspiring color. It's more like very clear and target and for kids that look at iPad and for the parents to show the kid in the iPad. So, okay. Yeah, and so so they were distributing it digitally, but were you working digitally, or were you working in traditional mediums? So that was the thing. I wasn't really good at digital, so at the beginning, I would like hand paint everything, and I I tried to like edit a little bit on the a Photoshop, but that took so long. So I at the end at the end of the book, I I do all digitally. Yeah, and and you got comfortable with that? Yeah. I do, and I um, you have to be fast, right? Illustration, like you gotta get gotta figure out a way to do that. <laughs> so, so you grew up loving illustration. You went to school for illustration, and you started your career in illustration. So, when did you start to move into the fine art world and start shifting your focus to gallery work? Um,、uh, so toward the end of my、uh, college year, I actually start taking a lot of fine art classes. Um, and and I sh- I start to know that my interest is more like. Not so much of a assignment base, and I'm not as fast as my classmate. They like they're super good with the uh um assignment. They really good with the order. They can give you like great concept art. But for me, I kind of need like time to uh think, and I wanna take my time to develop ideas slowly, and I'm. Instead of digital, I'm really into all those like uh, traditional uh, technique, uh, like painting, and I had an interest on、uh, printmaking. I like the feeling of making stuff slowly, and then I see the finished product and like that. So I just think that fits more, more my personality better.、Mm. I mean, so if anything, the the. One of the things that might have come out of your college experience was having exposure to these things, and you know, planting that seed in a way, right?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then your your experience working in illustration ult- ultimately showed you what you didn't want to do, <laughs> <laughs> like all the things wrong with what you thought you wanted, right? At the time, at the time, but I still do want to do illustration. I my my goal. Now I have one <laughs> that I I still want to do a children's book that I write and I I illustrated. Okay, so you want to go back into that, but more under like your control and、yes. things that you're writing yourself. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Um, and, and and so that shift from illustration to fine art seemed to happen pretty quick because you had your first solo exhibition at Modern Eden in 2013, which was just you know a few years after you graduated. Yeah. Um. Called between lost and found.、Uh, how did that come about? Like, how did you first get involved with Modern Eden? 
So Modern Eden, their first location, were uh, two blocks from where I live. Yeah, we live it's on the same street too. So um, I first came in and said, "Oh, can I be your intern? Um, can I um help out with the show? I want to learn because I'm just out of out of school, right?" And I did that for a little bit, and then I start to show a few pieces. And I think because they just starting as well, so they're really open to a new artist like me. So, um, they gave me the show. Yeah. And were you still doing illustration work while you were doing starting with the gallery, or was it a clean cut where you completely stopped? Yeah, I think I was still doing the uh, the children's book. Yeah. How did you break that time up? Like, how did you divide the time where you had time for both? Um, I work a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I do work a lot. I I am in my studio like six times, six days a week, if not seven. And at what point did you feel confident or comfortable to uh, quit the illustration work and, and focus completely on your gallery work? Uh, I don't know. It's pretty natural, naturalish. Strip, I have to say, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Was it like the end of a contract where you like. You finished the book and you're like, hey, I don't want to do another one. Yeah, I think I just saying like, oh, I don't have time to do the next one and just slowly just stop. Okay. And, and so, you know, you, you mentioned the goals to maybe get back into that. Is that something you're going to do in the, the near term or is it just sort of a far off goal that you might get to at some point? Um, so I, what I'm doing right now, it just, I'm just slowly, I have a separate uh, sketchbook that's for children's book. I would like start to draw some character or a little little short paragraph about uh the story. And one day when I have enough idea and I have the the time slot, I will sit down to develop a book. But it's nothing in a hurry. Okay, very cool. That's that's awesome. Um so let's talk a little bit about like your particular style and, and, and the themes that you work in. Uh so your work has a strong focus on both figures and floral elements. Um, and you almost exclusively focus on the female figure. Yeah. Uh, so let's start there. Uh, why have females become sort of the main subject uh, for your work? Um, I want to paint something that I know and I relate it to, right? I feel like at this point of my life, I'm more related to female. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the future, I'm more related to men. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, um, right now, that's what I want to paint and what I feel I understand them more. Okay, that makes sense. And, and one of the main themes that you that you deal with uh, and a strong focus for you is, is intimacy. In fact, you had an entire show called Public Intimacy um, and also sexuality, uh, but not in a way that really like overtly sexualizes uh, the figures. It's more about like documenting intimate moments almost, right? Yeah. Um, you know, shining a spotlight on the interior or inner feelings, uh, you know, which is very different, obviously, from the children's book work that you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, kids get to grow up. <laughs> right, exactly. So help me help me understand that transition or, or, or was it even a transition? Was it just two different aspects of your personality? I think, yeah, I, I think that's just uh, two different, like two of many different aspects of your personality. That's, that's, I think that's a good way to say that. Yeah. Okay, very cool. And and so I, I guess and since you did start doing those at the same time you were doing illustration, it almost seems like these were just two different outlets for your self-expression almost. Yeah, yeah. I I never really paint myself or, or do a story that based on my own experience. But um, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> and I mean, your, your work does seem somewhat narrative though, right? I mean, it, it, it almost... I mean, and that could be because of your illustration background. It almost feels like you're telling stories in some of these pieces. Um, is that the case? Are you trying to communicate something through them? I do. I uh, At the beginning, uh, beginning of my painting gallery career, it's more like uh, emotion or like a little sad or a little happy or like concern, you know, things like that. But as I grow a little older, um, I do want to create a little more complex of narrative in my painting if I if I can show that through my image. Uh, yes, I always have a little story inside of my head, and I try to give some narrative elements. And are these stories? Uh, they seem rather personal, just from the outside. Are these stories about yourself and your experiences? I 
don't consider myself have a really complex、uh, life, like a super exciting life story. It's more like how I s- experience the world、uh, through me. It's nothing like really dramatic, but、uh, but in a more like a sensitive, emotional way. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, so in addition to female figures, you also um. There's also a heavy presence of floral elements. Um. That's a common subject for you. Yeah. Uh. Do you attribute any kind of meaning or symbology to the flowers that you portray? Uh. So I really like pattern. I think I I'm more into pattern than the flower, and flower is a natural pattern. Um. My whole point. My whole idea is I use the pattern to fill the space. Uh, use a natural, natural um, the line work in in the nature just to divine the image is that's more than I like flower. I personally don't really like look at flower so much. Like I will study and not so much of that. But um, but I do when I do um painting now, I do pay more attention. I would like if I do a story and I think what theme. The flower, I would do. I would do the research of flower in the region.、Mm. Uh, yeah,、uh, that would match up the theme. So has that been? That's been something recent. Then that's a recent、uh, thing for you. Yeah, yeah, more recent. I, 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 I as I said, like as I grow, like,、um, I just、uh, pay more attention to details. I try to. It's part of a narrative, like like illustration. You you have to begin the right detail, accurate detail. <laughs> So, what goes into that choice of flowers? You said it was about the region. Is it the region where the show's happening, or a region for the character, or like what goes into that? Like a piece I did last year is about the name is called "On the Nature of Moonlight." Uh, so that piece was uh, I want to do something about nighttime, and I had that in mind, and I I went to uh uh. There's a place. It's called Conservatory of Flower in San Francisco, and I went inside to look at a flower, and I saw a flower that's really, really weird looking. Like it's it's very strange. It's hanging down from a from a branch and like this a bell shape like this. Oh wow! And I look at it like it's not that nice looking anyway. It's just caught my attention, and I look at the flower, uh, and I just took photo of it. I didn't think much, and when I get home. I keep thinking about nighttime, nighttime, nighttime. What what flower is at nighttime? And I in Chinese, there's a a, a saying called uh, it said "tan hua yu xian." It means that flower only open at nighttime. Oh wow! Only open uh, it's the the saying is kind of describing、uh, a situation only happened really briefly, but that flower in the nature of flower that only blow in the nighttime. And I remember I had that flower when I was little. In China, so I started to search that flower image. That was a flower I took at the conservative flower earlier that day. Oh wow, it's the same one. Yeah, it's the same one. I didn't know. Maybe it's deep in my memory. Subconsciously, yeah. Subconsciously, so I don't know if that story tells. No, that's amazing. Question. <laughs> no, for sure. No, I think that's cool. That's cool. So, so it sounds like you're putting a lot more research into the flowers. Is that research giving you a greater appreciation for flowers? Because you said you were only really. Concerned about them for their floral, you know, like their pattern、yeah. aspect, is it giving you a greater appreciation for it? Yeah, absolutely. You know how like you can just go to Wikipedia, you can lost for like an hour. <laughs> That's like exactly what I do. Like I would like now would look at flowers and butterfly or birds and stuff, and I would like and connect to the others, connect to the local weather. <laughs> you know. So, so when are you gonna grow your garden? Are you gonna grow a garden now? Ah. <laughs>、uh, In San Francisco, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like you know, San Francisco apartment, and I don't have a yard. But I do. Like now, since since the quarantine, I I had more time to、um, do hiking outside in the city, explore explore the plants that back then I didn't really have time to or didn't pay attention to. Very cool. So, so did your experience learning, I guess, Chinese watercolor and calligraphy? Did that help? I guess has that carried over into your work today, and do you see like that fingerprint in what you're making now? Um, when I so I do painting and drawing, so drawing is very different technique to me. I try to combine the、uh, calligraphy technique into drawing. So a lot, of, a part, a big part of my drawing actually is painted by a a calligraphy brush. 
I would dip into the uh, charcoal powder and draw, draw with it. That's one way. Yeah. D- does it play into your paintings at all? Do you do you try to incorporate some of those techniques there? Um, not much yet, but I think calligraphy and ch- uh watercolor for for me painting wise is more about the composition that give me the impact, like how they break down uh the stroke and how they place a certain stroke on the paper. I think the composition is what matter more for the painting. That's that's fascinating. I I, I really like that. Um, and so you do work in a lot of different mediums. Um, you know, everything from acrylic to oil to graphite, even watercolors. You mentioned. Um, what goes into your decision about what medium you're going to use for a particular piece or a particular body of work? Since you do use so many. That changed, right? Because back then, uh, I mainly use acrylic because I just not very comfortable with oil. I I study painting with acrylic instead of oil first. And I'm more comfortable with it because I feel like acrylic has more uh, time to, um, you can make change a little bit more easily than oil and it dries faster. And I feel like or back then I just didn't get the idea of oil. But now I'm being, what I mainly do is I paint uh, acrylic first on a flat, as a flat, uh, flat base, like a flat color. And then I paint oil on top of it. Because oil, I love how oil can be really, really like opaque and also can be really transparent if you use it right. So in that way, I can show through the acrylic color underneath as a layer. So I like that a lot. That's what I'm mainly doing. Also save money <laughs> <laughs> and save time. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's curious. Like, what is it about that acrylic underpainting that, like, why, why not do all of it in oil? Is it because of the money or are there aspects? Money. Okay. Money. Okay. Money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That makes sense. And what's your favorite? Like, what's, of all the mediums that you work in, what do you like the most and what's like home to you? Um, like that drawing. Drawing is super easy. I always feel like drawing is for me to rest. Okay. It's my resting time. I don't have to think. I just, I can be playful. I'm just, I can do it, not looking at it. Well, not as easy, but I just very, very comfortable, comfortable for me. That makes sense. I mean, it makes sense because that, that's sort of where you started, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so are there mediums that you'd like to explore but haven't had a chance to? Uh, I really want to learn more digital skill, right, at this point. Yeah. Um, it just... Something that you always do. Like back then you would think, oh, I can just travel everywhere with my sketchbook and draw. But right now you travel everywhere with the iPad. You can create beautiful image and that it just, um, and can connect to other medium better. That's how I feel. And that's what the future of the art going to. That's how, how I feel. I really want to learn more if I have a chance. Okay. Very cool. Um, and, and is that purely like digital paintings or is, are there other like 3D type digital work that you'd want to do? Yeah, like like that, like 3D kind of work. Mm. That's what I want to do, like 3D modeling or... Um, but there's a local organization that I really like uh, in San Francisco. It's called Great Area. They do a lot of that. They would combine like digital art with uh, art performance, uh, like that, like a lot of hologram kind of thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, that's what I want to do. Like, they will have a lot of dance performance or concert, uh, that with, um, the performer will wear like a, a, a head cam and then they project the audience and then back to the computer and make a completely different art scene. That's something I want to do. Like, oh, wow, that's fascinating. Make, make, uh, yeah, when it's digital art, I'm not meaning like a Photoshop like that, but more like you bring the, like a pattern or uh, what I draw the image more into life so people can feel the intimacy instead of just a 2D. So more interactive, I guess. Yes, that's that, yes. Interesting. Um, so how are you going about learning this? You mentioned Skillshare. Are these like online courses or what? Do you, how are you doing it? Yeah, it's so difficult. Like, I'm thinking I'm just going to learn little by little and maybe in the future I can collaborate with somebody. But but that's absolutely what I want to do in the future. Awesome, awesome. So if anybody's listening that wants to collaborate with, with And I have a zero skill, guys. Just bear with me. <laughs> Collaborate slash train. <laughs> yes. 
Um, so you make heavy use of live models, um, and 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 that's been a big part of your process for a while now. Um, yeah. And what does that process usually involve for you? Do you usually go in with like a particular set of scenes in mind that you want to paint, or do those sessions actually themselves uh, spark new ideas? So I always tell my model, I'll give my eighty percent. You contribute twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell them like uh, what I try to do, and then I would like at the beginning I would do like a couple of set that the uh posts that I already sketch out and plan out. I I want that at the beginning for sure, and then probably more than twenty and and twenty. And I'm like, oh, why do you guys do something that you think that works? And usually it works, yeah. And those spontaneous, uh, you know, I guess poses and stuff that the models come up with, do they make those into, make it into your work? Yeah. Actually, usually better than what I plan. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So what do you try to accomplish during these sessions? Are you, are you trying to work or is it mostly just documenting them with like photographs for later? Uh, for later, I always like, even now I would go back to the photo shoot I do years ago and I've with a different eyes, I would always find something that back then I don't think that works. But now I feel like, oh, actually, it's really interesting. Okay. So you're mostly taking photographs then? You're mostly f- photography? Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean like if I go there to sketch life? Right, right. Oh, no, I don't do that. I usually just take photo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and in fact, you know, one of your shows at Spoke Art, uh, Preludes, you actually had some of those Polaroids as part of the exhibition, right? Yeah. Um, is that, would you ever want to make photography a bigger part of those exp- exhibitions or is it purely just a means to an end for you? So that's another thing I want to learn. I, uh, if I have the time and chance, no, I will find the time for it. <laughs> I want to do a better, photo- I want to be a better photographer. So you, you would actually have a bigger portion of your exhibitions be the photography that went into the paintings that you made? Yeah, depends on the theme, I guess. I, I think mainly at the end of the day, whatever, no matter what I want to do, is always go back to I want to make a good image. I want to make a good painting. So photography would help to help with the, I train my eye with lighting and composition. And at the end of the day, it goes back to paint a better painting. That's true. Yeah, no, that's 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 what's amazing about photography is that it's so much about lighting and so much about composition. Mm-hmm. Um, mastering those skills as a photographer could go directly back into your painting work. You know. Do you do any of those yourself? No, I, so <laughs> I I did take a couple <laughs> classes on photography when I moved to Austin, uh-huh. um, and I tried. You know, I kept. I kept with it for a while, but um, I just I kind of got interested in other things. So yeah. <laughs> Are there art practice? Um, no, like I, I tend to collect hobbies. Like my <laughs> my main hobby is collecting other hobbies. So, so ah, I see. I just went from thing to thing to thing for a while. Um, so you have many talents. I don't know if they're talents. It's it, many interests, I guess. <laughs> I see. That's that's the key key way to learn. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's, that's, that's the thing. It's, it's just about learning, you know, trying to improve your own experiences. Um, what, what do you keep any kind of sketchbook like on a daily basis? I do. I, I saw a lot of pages before. Um, and also like some, some pages, I I frame it and show it with my, my show, but now, yeah, I keep my sketchbook, but now my sketchbook is more like a bunch of, um, writing. Hmm. So like journaling? Um, more like, more like a breakdown of painting, like ah. literally which color I put on first and then line work, more like a, a manual for, for painting. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So like instructions to yourself about how you want, want the painting to go? Yeah. More like that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And what is a typical day like in the, in the studio for you? Um, I just go in, drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um during the day i'm more like i i'm i'm better working at nighttime so i think like during the day is more for like a researching and uh planning for me but nighttime is a better time for me i can just like quietly finish the painting and do you work from home or do you have a dedicated studio space i i, I have a studio yeah and has that been uh you know, difficult with quarantine and everything? Have you had to move some of your work home or are you still able to work out of your studio? I, uh, 
for the first two weeks, I did move my painting home, and I'm I paint on like a wood panel, so it's super heavy, and I I have no easel at home too. I'm like、ah, I can't do this. My back is hurt hurting, so I pretty much back to the studio in a week to eat. <laughs> okay. Yeah.、Um, let's talk a little bit about the larger scale works that you've done in recent years.、Um, and in fact, on your Instagram recently, you 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 finished up a large metal panel piece. Yeah.、Um, what what was that for? Uh, that was really interesting. So I uh I did a uh like a small mural during quarantine for like a SF like a local community. I think this art collective, uh, Charlie, he found me on Instagram and he. He owned this like a big art studio in Huntersburg. That for he make he mainly do a lot of work for Burning Man. So it's a bunch of、uh, installation art, like fire and lighting kind of thing. And he wants he wants some painting for his uh his art collective. So he give me that like big metal sheet and want ask me to paint whatever. Oh wow! So had you worked on metal before? Or was that new? It is new, yeah. How did you like it? I love it. So at the end, he actually gave me some metal、oh, nice. to bring home, so I can, I can paint it for for the show in the future. But I I absolutely love it. Awesome, very cool. And you mentioned the the mural that you also did. Tell me a little bit about that because you've done a couple murals、um, in in your career. What was the recent one for? Uh, the recent one is for a a a local uh organize uh like a project called Paint the Void. Is for Paint the uh all the restaurant and business that closed down. They need to board up, and they find like a bunch of local artists paint the board. And I'm lucky enough they give me a wall, permanent wall. Nice. So that piece is gonna be like uh be up, and it's next to where I live too. So I think it's great. Yeah, you'll be able to see it every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So something for my neighborhood. <laughs> Very cool.、Um, you've also done a, a large, even larger one back in 2018. You went to,、um, I guess, Brightwalls Jackson in Michigan. Yeah.、Um, was that your first mural, or had you done ones before that? I'd done something smaller before, so I never done anything that big. It's like two story, two three stories. So when I see that wall, I'm like, "You guys sure? <laughs> <laughs> Am I sure?" But、uh, I had a great time. I I I learned so much. I learned um, I learned yeah. I learned so much from the meaning of、uh, doing mural is for the local community. I also learned like a work effort from other artists. Like just do it. You know, you can. That's that's your job. You know, when you see a surface, you have to think about a way to fill it up in a certain time. Yeah, because you only have like what a week? Did you have like a like four or five days, or how long did you have? We had like、uh, six days, maybe, but it it was raining for two days. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So and the raining was in the middle middle of the a week, so it kind of washed off a little bit the、oh. day what we did the day before. So that was a really interesting interesting time. Wow, for sure. And and do you approach these work these larger works differently than your like traditional pieces as far as like composition and coming up with the the design? I'm still learning. I'm really, really new to mural, mural and large scale work. But yeah, I, you have I do have to like think about how how's that piece gonna be in part of environment. And I'm kind of like a, so my artist friend always make fun of me when I see my work. I use usually use like super tiny, tiny, tiny like zero point zero five brush <laughs> to do like this. And then I'm I really care about little like. Detail and line, but when you do the big work, you kind of have to like get rid of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, you have to simplify it, I guess.、Um, were you using spray paint, or was this all brushwork? Ah,、uh, I I use spray paint to mix mix it up. My painting technique, right? You lay down flat with acrylic, and then you paint on top of it with the oil. So that's exactly how I do with the spray paint, and I use spray paint to lay down the big flat color, and then I layer up so to create a effect. Mm. And so those 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 upper layers were done with with brush, or were you still using spray paint for those? Uh, with brush, yeah, with house a、uh, big brush, a house paint. Okay, very cool. And do you like working at these these large scales? I love it. I I I hope I can I can do more. I suppose have some more gig before the quarantine, but I think they all cancel out because that all the mural festival. I don't know 
I don't know if any others still get that, but for、uh, what they invite me for, they cancel. Ah,、uh, do you think they'll reschedule it at some point, or? I don't know. Look at the Olympic. <laughs> 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 I don't think Miro Festival is the most important. I guess. Right, right. No, I, I understand.、Um, how do you feel about doing like public work and just work working out in the elements? Because I mean, that was Michigan, so it probably was pretty cold. Yes, I, that was one day I wear like four sweaters <laughs> because I've never been to Michigan before. I didn't know it was cold. Yeah, it, it gets a little <laughs> frosty there. So I mean, <laughs> public work in general, where people are able to kind of you know see your work in passing. How do you feel about that opposed to gallery work? Oh, I love it. I I I want to do that more, more, and it it just gets so much more uh so much more impact on. On it, and and until today, you know, so so I only do like a few mural, right? But until today, when I see people tag me on a mural, I'm just so happy. Yeah, it's it's way less money than gallery for sure, but I just the the way that you feeling that that's what a painting about, that's about sharing. Ah,、uh, it's about more people can see it. That's what matters. Yeah, and and so I guess then the challenge is to find ways to. Do some kind of a balance where you're you're still able to do some、mm-hmm. and do the other to you know continue to have a living. <laughs> yeah, I I actually in a pretty good happy place right now about what my career. I feel like I'm more confident about my technique, and I I don't really freak out over timing and things. I I yeah I I absolutely have more confident. I can handle more at the same time. I can switch easy more easily. Like not like back then. I'm I I get like overly thinking on a project. So you found a way to let some of that overthinking go. Yeah, yeah. Just let it be. That I always think when I do something really bad. I think like just tell them don't put up put it up in my funeral. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that that's not the one. <laughs> Then I'm good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> really, no big deal. Right on, right on. So, so、um, you know, back to your 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 time, kind of growing up in in China、uh, near Hong Kong. Have you been able to make it back to Shenzhen recently? In in recent years, do you go back? I went back two years ago and I stayed there for like a month. I really I wanted to spend more time, but、uh, last year has been busy, and this year because of the pandemic. Yeah. But I I still want to go back. I wanted to like because I'm starting to working with a gallery in China. And I do want to go back to be there to uh see, um how's it like and how's their art fair like compared to here. The the time that you spent there a couple years ago, did it feel very different from what you remember when you were growing up? Oh, absolutely! I feel like outsider. Ah.、Uh, Have you been in China? I haven't. No, I, I'd love to go. I I just haven't. What what part should I go to? Like you tell me. What do you like? I've always loved like when watching. Documentaries or stuff like that. I've always loved like the more rural areas, like the the tea farms and stuff like that. Oh, then go to、uh, Yunnan, like go to see the tea and the the coffee and、okay. all those uh uh like a more indigenous indigenous people village. Yeah, I mean, if you ever go, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so let's talk about what you have coming up. Um, do do you have any shows that you're working on right now? Yes. Uh. So I suppose have a solo in New York at May. Uh. That, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we we were about to reschedule before the movement.、Uh. So I don't know. <laughs> so hopefully it's still gonna happen in October. October. Okay. Where is that gonna be? Uh, Stone Sparrow in New York. Okay. Very cool. It's a new gallery, and I I I actually visit. I visited them in New York last year. I I I really like the owner Maria. So, um, and I, you know, it's kind of like a dream, right? You have a solo in New York City. No,、oh, for sure. So, what what can you tell about the show? I mean, have you completed it, or did do you are you going to still add more work now that it's been pushed out? I still have work, um,、uh, more work now to do. Yeah. Okay. What's the theme? Can you can you share, or do you want to hold off? Uh, the theme is more about balance. Um. It's about balance the expectation and and reality, and don't let don't let the expectation like hang you on, kind of like that. <laughs> right on, right. How how many pieces do you expect you'll have? I try to work at something larger scale than 
then pick a number. Since um, she's um, it's a new gallery, they have a less guideline for me, <laughs> so they kind of let me do whatever that I feel comfortable comfortable with. Okay, and and that's probably better for you, right? I mean, do you do you like that more? I do like it. Yeah, I'm I'm actually super happy about it. So because some gallery they kind of expect me to do like my girls and you know. Th- those usually sells pretty well, but I'm not necessarily like feeling that vibe all the time. <laughs> For sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. As, as you know, a solo show, it should be you know kind of authentic as far as what you want to do. You know, exactly. So, where can people find you online? Uh, I'm pretty active on Instagram. Just uh, Hellas when, um, then you can find me on Instagram, and I. Usually look at DM too if you have any questions. Then. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So well, last question, and this is something that I like to ask everybody. Uh, who is one artist that you'd like to see me have on the show? Oh, uh, I'm really a big fan of Judy Chicago. She is a, yeah, um, old school uh, female artist. I would love to see her, uh, to hear her, her um, input. <laughs> nowadays <laughs> awesome awesome very cool well Hellas, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me today i, I really appreciate it yeah thank you so much for bearing with me <laughs> so that's it for this episode of art affairs i hope you enjoyed my conversation with Hellas. One of the things I found most interesting about Hellas's journey as an artist is this cycle that she's sort of participating in and contributing to. She first became interested in art growing up uh, from reading and copying children's books, then decided to turn that love into a career and, and graduating with a degree in illustration, eventually started working as a children's book illustrator herself, making books for the next generation to be inspired by. Uh, And it sounds like that's something she wants to get back into, moving into both author and illustrator roles. I'm definitely eager to see how that ultimately develops. I'm also really eager to see Hellas' new body of work this fall. Uh, Her solo show at Stone Sparrow in New York City, uh, which was originally scheduled for May, has now been moved to the fall. So be sure to follow Hellas' Instagram to find out more about specific opening dates and this, you know, the show in general. Uh, so thanks again to Hellas for joining me today, and thank you for checking out the show. I'm truly grateful for your support. Feel free to shoot me an email if you have any suggestions for the show, or if there's a guest you want me to try and have on. I'd love to hear any feedback you might have for me. You can contact me through my website at artaffairspodcast.com, And like I said at the front of the show, you can go there to check out any previous episodes. You can also find the show on Instagram and Facebook at Art Affairs Podcast. And last but not least, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I'd be super grateful if you took a moment to write a review for the show. It seriously just takes a second and helps out so much. So until next time, be good to yourself and be good to each other. Thank you.